I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm just super excited. Today was such an amazing day. I was able to talk with one of my family members, someone who I hold dear to my heart, a creative writer who brings his stories to life, George Matthew Johnson. Okay, so George Matthew Johnson, to me, I call him Matt, is a best-selling author, journalist, activist, fashion debonair, and so much more. You guys have to sit back for this conversation because we talk about all things that include Matt and his inspirational self. I love you, Matt. And we also highlight highlight his book, All Boys Aren't Blue. All Boys Aren't Blue, if you haven't read it, is a best-selling book, okay? So it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. But I'm not going to give you all this in our conversation. Y'all got to sit back and y'all got to wait. But you guys can purchase that anywhere. In this episode, I also will be shining a light on my cousin, Chad Wanamaker, who just released his book, which is a sci-fi trilogy. So that's also included in the episode. So listen to it, listen for it towards the end and shine a light on him. But I got to be real with y'all. I got to give you a bit of behind the scenes with my interview with Matt. Matt knows we had some technical difficulties, okay? But the process was, the process may have been a little rocky, but, you know, your girl had to work out the kinks, and I did. I worked them out, and we got the uh, the ball rolling, and our conversation was great. So here's our conversation. Enjoy. Okay, Matt, thank you so much, because I don't know what's going on, but we're going to keep going because sometimes life throws you curveballs. And I owe you a bottle of champagne, okay? <laughs> I do. Okay, so you've introduced yourself like three times, but we going I'm gonna introduce you. So I know you as Matt Johnson, but to the world, you're George Matthew Johnson and you're a best-selling author, journalist, um, and I must say, breaking into the fashion world because <laughs> Those photos that you uploaded are amazing, but I just want to say your book, which is one of the one of the biggest things you just released, which is All Boys Aren't Blue. Um, let's go back a little bit into that memoir and how you got started and what inspired you to do it. Yeah, um, I mean, how I got started was just being a journalist and writing for so many years. I had written my story in bits and pieces a lot of times, uh, you know, just personal essays over the last six years. Mm -hmm. And those always seemed to be the stories that did the best because people were able to connect to what I was talking about and my story and connect it to an actual person. Uh, it was 2017, um, right after the uh, killing of a young black gay boy named Giovanni Melton. Okay. I really, really decided that I needed to tell my story. 
um, in totality so that people could understand what it was like or what it is like when you grow up with a family that's affirming of who you are as a, a queer child. And so January of 2018, I wrote uh, the proposal and took us about a month and a half to get it fully edited so that we could send it out. But we sent it out to a bunch of publishers. And in March of 2018, we signed with the publisher. Uh, the process to write the book then takes a little while. Uh, the first draft took me about four months to write. And then there was editing that went ongoing for the next roughly 18 months uh, before we could finally say, okay, we are in a really, really good place with the book and it's ready to go out into the world. That was January of 2020 uh, when we got to that place. Uh, but yeah, the, the memoir, again, it's a young adult memoir. So it goes from birth until uh, I'm age 21. Okay. Uh, at the end of it, which, you know, most memoirs kind of go all the way up to where you're currently at, but I thought it was important just to be very, very specific on that young adolescence of who I was, because that is where so many missteps happen for Black queer kids. And yeah. so I wanted to make sure there was enough information highlighting just that, uh, those moments. And so, uh, yeah, and then the book uh, was released in April um, of this okay. year. Okay. And it, you know, was an indie bestseller. Yeah. Um, it's been optioned for television by Gabrielle Union. Um, and I think the thing that inspired me to write it is one, seeing how so many people are saying this is the first time that they've ever been seen in a book. I think that's huge um, in many ways. And two, I just wanted to make sure that the future generations had something that they could look at and, and feel and touch and read and know that somebody too also existed that's like them out there. Okay, so great response. Just to, to get a bit of understanding for those who may not understand um, what um, the queer community is, can you give us a little bit of background on what, what the queer community is? Yeah, um, the acronym that most people will hear is LGBT. Yeah. Uh, the full acronym is LGBTQIAKP+, uh, okay. which basically it, it's an extended extension of the acronym. So it includes and in, in, uh, trying to include as many communities as possible that sit outside of heterosexual community. Okay. Um, so you have the, the primary acronym, which is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Uh, okay. We'll put Q at the end for queer, which is basically anything that falls outside of the scope of uh, being heterosexual. Um, and so that's, in essence, the, the parts or the components that make up the queer community is the people who identify as LGBTQIAKP+. Um, and yeah, so I mean, that, that's pretty much all it is. It's just anybody who exists out of being heterosexual, they, we, we, we put into that acronym. Okay. So what I would have to say is just from me having the experience and getting the opportunity of reading the book, I actually um, could tell that and see just within society that your book has reached many people, even people who don't identify within the queer community, but also um, just people in general who find your book to be such an inspiration. Did you feel as though before you released the book that it would reach the heights that it, that it, that it has reached or were you very surprised that some of the um some of the, the people it's touched and some of the places that it's um gone to 
Yeah, um, I knew the book was going to do well. I always felt that. And my publisher, anybody who I talked to about the book before will tell you like that. I always knew that the book was going to do well. I think the pandemic, um, we just weren't certain how it was going to do out the gate. But I still had a lot of confidence that the book was going to do well because I knew it was going to reach people and it was going to hit people and people would start to share their stories and yeah. there the word of mouth would grow about it. Yeah. Um, I think some of the unexpected things were it being signed as a TV project so early on, because that doesn't happen a lot. Um, but that was really, really cool. I think um, some of the other things are how fast it's selling. Like I knew it was going to do well, but I didn't know it was going to do like this well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, the biggest shock to me is how many international places it's going. It's reached. Yeah, not yeah, it's reached and that there are some places that are now going to do like in different languages. Um oh, wow. and so that was that's the biggest surprise is because I wasn't sure if this story was going to read well in the world or if this was just gonna be an American type of story. Uh -huh. But it seems like it's gonna be a global type of story. So that's really cool. Which is mean that you're reaching people all across the globe, which is a very good thing. And just to, to go back to what we were talking about previously, you were saying that sometimes people need to see things instead of reading things. And I know you have a deal with, um, with renowned actor uh, Gabrielle Union. So can you go into a little bit of that and some of the other people that may be on board if you're okay with talking about that? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we can't talk much because like certain contracts yeah. haven't been signed yet, but I can at least talk about Gabrielle. Um, okay. She uh, basically, what she did, she optioned the book. Um, I had a relationship with her from an article I had written about their family and about how supportive their family was and how supportive my family had always been. And so from there, we forged a really, really great relationship. And um, when uh, she got the book, she really, really loved it. And, you know, it was very, very early on that she, you know, decided that she wanted to turn this into something because she thought it was going to be a really, really important project in the world. And so um, from there, she optioned the book. Right. And so now that was back in like June. Um, but now we are in the TV treatment stage, which is basically putting the episodes together to take it back to the production company, um, mm -hmm. make some edits, and then they will try to find a network for it. And then that's when you get into starting to write the scripts and everything. Um, but that's still kind of early stage right now. Um, so we haven't started like casting and okay. haven't started filling like those positions yet. Um, we do have a co-writer, which will be announced probably uh, within the next couple of weeks, we'll probably announce the co-writer. But um, yeah, everything is looking really, really good uh, for some news to start at least coming out about the show in 2021. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's good to hear because when I when I first heard of the news I was like wow like this is a story about a young black man who decided to tell his story and then it's reaching so many people across the globe and so many people want to be a part of your story which has to be which has to feel amazing to you as well um but to go into another segment within my podcast who do you honor when you when you wrote your book? Did you have anybody in mind that you wanted to honor? Or do you have somebody that you think of and just say, okay, this is what I'm doing today. I'm doing it because I want to honor this person. Can you give us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, my book pretty much honors um, my grandmother, Nanny, um, mm -hmm. who in many ways, she was the matriarch of our family, but you know, just in many ways was the person who taught 
taught us how to operate from a place of love first and then kind of like if there are things that we don't understand about each other like we can figure that stuff out but to always operate with love as the vehicle first um I think I also like honored my mom in the book. I wrote a letter to her and I wrote a letter to my little brother in the book um, just about how appreciative yeah. I was of um, many of the things that they dealt with and had to deal with because of who I was. Um, and so, yeah, I think in those ways, those are the ways that I found space to, um, to honor people in a really, really cool way because a lot of times you don't see letters written in a book. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, sometimes you got to take yourself out of writing about people chapter like or stoic like and you know kind of really show where you're at today with these people and so yeah i think the book i wanted to make sure that i held show that i held my family in a high regard um because of many of the things that they had done uh, for me so yeah i think that's how i did that and yeah i think in most of my work I, most of well my book work that will come out i think it will be about honoring black people and making sure we're writing about them in the proper light uh, mm -hmm. that to be written about. So other than just to touch a little bit on your grandmother, um, Nanny, who I know as Nanny. Um, so would you, would you say that she is your idol? Um, I don't know if she's necessarily my idol. I mean, I think, uh, she was my friend and I think that was important. I think that, uh, a lot of times, Family is family, but sometimes we don't work on being friends with our family. Yeah. And I think in many ways, uh, like my mom is my friend, my aunts are my friends. Like we're, we have a different type of relationship. It's not just a, that's my aunt or that's my uncle or that's my cousin. Like, you know, we work on having an actual friendship with one another. And I can say that my grandmother was truly a friend. Um, you know, I don't, I think she's definitely like the center of why I do a lot of what I do. I don't necessarily want to, you know, put her on a, place of saying she's like um, an idol because in many ways she, you know, worked so hard that she didn't really have time to care for herself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, yeah, and I think that's what happens though a lot of times when we idolize people, we don't realize like taking so much from them that they don't have a lot left for themselves. So I wouldn't say that, but I definitely revere her, I think. I think um that's probably the better word for it um is that she's just held in the highest regard um with everything that i do and i always think about her words or what, what she would do in in most situations yeah and i i just want to say i love and i miss nanny so much and i know you do too because she was a phenomenal woman yes. and if if anybody could have met her they would have known that themselves um just to I don't want to talk too much about your book, but I know that you have up and coming books that you're working on as well. I don't want you to give too much, but are you excited about these next um, few months for the releases of your book, of your books to come out? Um, yeah, I mean, my next book comes out September. Um, so we're currently, we're finishing the book cover. The book cover will probably be released in January and then mm -hmm. Um, there's a whole lot of pre-work that goes into um, before a book comes out. I still have copy edits, um, which are the really, really, really deep edits that you have to make sure are right in the book. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also have um, a short a fiction story coming out September of next year. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be working on my first fiction book soon. So I have a lot of projects in the book realm of, of publishing world of things that'll be coming out. I'm also working on a Stonewall uh, graphic novel. So I'm, you know, really trying to expand um, my pen 
uh, how I write and, and the different spaces that I um, inhabit when I write. Um, and it's not always easy, but I'm very, very excited because it is, I like a challenge. And so it is really, really challenging to open my mind up outside of nonfiction uh, mm-hmm. to go into other places. Uh, so it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I know that you travel a lot within your daily work and sometimes you're back and forth to California California um, in like four to five interviews a day. Do you find that within just your journey of being starting out as a as a journalist that you have become the voice of other things, like become an activist for other things? Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I was, I always say writing is a form of activism. So I would say that even as a journalist, uh, we're, most journalists are required, you know, to, to put stories in the world that can create change and that can correct right wrongs and, and showcase things in the the proper light that they need to be um, showcased in. And so yeah, um, I, I will say, I think the difference is as a journalist, a lot of times I was interviewing others. And so I was writing about others and interviewing others. Uh, yeah. This time around, I am the subject. And so, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of weight to carry because now I'm the person being interviewed and I'm the person that people are, are fans of or idolize or want to, are inspired by or aspire yeah. to be like. And so uh, it has changed from there because, you know, a lot of times journalism is more behind the scene. People may know your articles, but they don't necessarily know your face. Yeah. Uh, now people know my book and my face and my article. And so it's a little bit different now because I, I'm a public image and a public facing figure now. So, yeah. Okay. And being that you're in the, the public more, how, how, is it affecting you? Um, I know you said that it's a lot with you being out there more now, but do you feel as though um, you want to keep getting more out into the public and using the platform that you have, or do you want to go back to just um, just being behind the, the pen, really, and just writing more uh, books? Yeah, you know, um, at this point, like, once you become a public figure, you're just a public figure. I mean, you can kind of remove yourself from the public eye, but, you know, it's 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 kind of hard to um and in many ways it's necessary for you to be a public figure if the work that you do is about changing something or creating change sometimes you have to lead that change and be the catalyst for and so no i think i'm going to continue to go you know the path of being this publicly outspoken uh figure that talks about the hard-hitting issues and creates you know bodies of work that um work to change uh communities and change structures and break down structures and, and everything um so yeah, I, I only foresee this getting bigger and continuing to, to grow and my profile continuing to grow. And um, I'm, I'm accepting it, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot to accept, but I'm accepting it. And one thing that I have to point out is you're in the same category. Well, your book is in the same category as former president, my forever president, Barack Obama. Like how does, that right there is a lot to take in. Like. <laughs> How, when you got that news, what was your reaction? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, I think I'm more shocked. I don't know. It's funny because I guess like I'm so used to presidents writing memoirs. I'm like, okay. But I think I was more shocked that to be in a category with Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> I think it's Mariah Carey that's the one that's like, this yeah. is so cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it honestly, though, it was really, really validating and affirming because, you know, memoirs come out from you know, 
typically memoirs are done by people who are already very, very famous and yeah. their, their story. And so I am not necessarily someone who, clearly I am not a worldwide name like Barack Obama, Mariah Carey, like, you know, those are <laughs> household names. Um, so to have my book be recognized uh, in that way and in that category, it really, really means a lot because it means that my book is doing something in the world that is as powerful and as far reaching as some of these other books by people who, who have much more social capital than me. And so I think that was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it, I don't know, it's just affirming that, that I'm on the right track. Yeah. So if I could ask you, um, where do you see yourself in three to five years in your career? Yeah, three to five years, I would pretty much, I'm expecting, I would uh, have probably several shows that I co-write and uh, produce on, um, only because I'm already currently starting to get into that. So I, I probably will have a few projects that I'm co-writing as well as um, executive producing. Um, and I also foresee, you know, like I said, going into fashion a little bit more, um, you know, definitely want to go into that lane and try and change up some of the, the ways that people think we have to dress. Um, yeah. And then I also see like on the uh, community side, uh, you know, continuing to do more community service and build out maybe uh, community refrigerators as well as like food pantries and soup kitchens because uh, that's just one of the things, hunger is just something that just we just have to combat. And I just think that's one of the things that I wanna take up so I can foresee me having a really, really uh, big imprint uh, in, in trying to change that up for a lot of people. That I think that is a um, a good way to lead into my question of your writing as far as in the society that we live in. We're living in a time of our nation being divided, and do you feel as though your your work will will ever be done, especially with all that's going on with the police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement and other things you're an activist for, such as HIV and other things like that. Do you think that your writing will ever be done? You'll ever get to rest? Or will, are, will you always have a drive and passion to keep writing and keep saying what you have to say because you have that platform? Yeah, I mean, I would hope that, I would hope that um, I could continue to write. Mm. Um, writing is, is stressful. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, you know, writing can be really, 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 um, it takes a lot out of you. But, you know, when I think about people like Toni Morrison, she wrote, you know, for well into her, you know, 70s, you know, like she, she wrote all throughout her life. And so um, I always say as long as the passion is there and as long as I think there are issues that I still need to be addressing, then I don't foresee myself ever like stopping writing. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, I may not write as often as I write now because I'm pretty high volume at this point, but I don't think I'm ever just going to say one day like, all right, I don't want to write no more. Like, you know, yeah. I think I'm always going to want to write or at least if I'm not writing, then I always want to create. That's good. And I think um, just to talk a little bit about um, some, some people may not know, um, Creativity is also within fashion. And I must say that your fashion and your photos that you posted recently have just been, wow, breathtaking, inspiring. And I would have to say that I just, I just love your photos. And I know that you um, take most of your photos by um, 
your photographer, Sean um, Howard, right? Yes. Do you, do you get inspiration as far as fashion from anyone in the field, like in the fashion um, world or the media at all? I mean, I have a friend who's my stylist, and um, but I'm very picky because I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Um, I know what direction I want to go. Like I see certain things and I, I'm like, yeah, I want to try that on. I want to wear that. I want to push this. So I want to see how I fill it out, how I fit it. Um, so yeah, I, um, I don't know if I necessarily take like fashion cues from anyone. If I had to say like where I get like inspiration though, it's, it's probably like in women's wear. Like I like women's wear. I think that because there are more variations of, of, of clothes and styles. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think like mixing it up a little bit sometimes, like, you know, mixing pieces from women's wear with men's wear. Mm -hmm. um, it's stuff that I like to do often um, and, I, and I do it from time to time and uh, yeah I kind of just in many ways I'm like trying to be my own inspiration when it comes to, to fashion because I just think that there's just so much we can do I think Little Nas X does a great job of pushing mm -hmm. fashion in many ways um, and I, I definitely like Little Nas X's style um, mm -hmm. most of the time um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, Zendaya is also another one who I just think she just has impeccable style mm -hmm. uh, and they just hit it. And Cardi B, of course, has very, very good style as well. But I would say Zendaya is closer to where I want to go okay. um, in, in terms of pushing my fashion. So, yeah. Okay. And to, to piggyback off of what you said about being your own inspiration, um, has there ever been a point in your life where you were you were like, wow, I have to pat myself on the back for, for doing it. Or were you always this confident, outgoing, um, outspoken person? I mean, I don't know. I was always outspoken, even if I wasn't confident. Okay. Um, and I mean, I do make sure that I could self-congratulate. I don't usually do it like publicly. I try and keep those moments for myself. Um, but I definitely make sure that I take time to, to appreciate the work that I'm doing and everything that I'm putting out there and how I'm doing it. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I just, I just make sure that I take time for that. Uh, because a lot of times it's like you accomplish something and then the next day you're moving on to the next thing. And it's like, I've become better about like, okay, like you just, what this was was really big. Put your work down for the day and just sit and, and enjoy it. Um, so I've been doing much, much better um, just doing that and, and making sure that I'm congratulating myself uh, and pushing myself even more to inspire myself even further. Okay. Can you give us a, a, a day in the life of what it is for you to just relax after such a long, busy, back and forth traveling lifestyle? Um, a day in my life to relax. I mean, I'm big on, like, I like, I like going to the gym, uh, at least 30 to 30 to 40 minutes every other day. Um, I always take a walk at least once a day. I go walking, um, just to get out the house. Uh, it's a little cold now, so I gotta yeah bundle up a little bit, but I still, I still do my daily walk. Um, because I, I it, like those are the things that kind of relax me and it just gets me going and it's like okay like get out the apartment get outside see some people um things like that um i listen to music a lot uh yeah i listen to music from like the 70s and 80s uh 
probably every night. Like that's probably the last thing I do before I go to bed is like I just cut on some music. Mm-hmm. And um and then I'll journal, you know, just write down some thoughts sometimes in my journal uh on the side of my bed. And yeah, that's pretty much it. If you could give any inspirational tips to any listeners who are going to listen to our podcast, to my podcast, what would you give? Um, what would be something you would tell people who are struggling with not knowing what they want to do, especially in this time of the pandemic um, and the time of uncertainty? What are tips or something inspirational that you can say to them um, just to get their juices flowing? Um, to not put so much pressure on yourself and take your time. Um, I didn't go to school for writing. I didn't go to school for journalism. I went to school for finance. Uh, I have a master's degree in human resources. I worked doing insurance. I've worked in higher education, running student account financials. Mm-hmm. I've worked in HIV as a community healthcare worker, a director of testing and counseling. I've been a CFO of a nonprofit. Like I've done a lot of jobs before landing at the place where I was finally happy. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I just turned 35 and I'm finally now moving into the, the field and career that I have always wanted. So um, to not put so much pressure on yourself at 18 to know what it is you want to be, that's, it's not realistic. Um, it's not realistic in many ways. There are some 18-year-olds who really do know they want to be entrepreneurs or really do know I want to do go to school for business and open up a hair salon. Like, there are a lot of people who do know, but if you don't know, um, don't put so much pressure on yourself because the person to the right of you and left of you may know. Because at the end of the day, um, what you, what job you have at 21 or 25 may not be the job you have at 30 or 35. And I'm proof of that. So, um, like I said, I had a different job at 25, at 30, and at 35. So I'm sure at 40, I'll have more titles and some other jobs. So um, to not put so much pressure on yourself and to just let things run its course uh, and follow your passion. Like if it's something you're passionate about be passionate about it and figure out how you can make your passion your profession. Mm-hmm. I, that right there was a lot because for me, starting out and doing my podcast was a leap that was a step out on faith that I decided to do. And thank you so much for that inspirational, um, just motivation for me um, to use it and apply it to my life. To wrap this up, Matt, give me three words that describe you. Um, creative, spiritual, and persevering. All right. Well, those are three up dominating things. I want to say thank you, Matt. Where can people um contact you or follow you on social media? What's your social media platforms? Yeah, um, I'm pretty basic on social media. Everything is at I am GM Johnson. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. Um, and then on Facebook, it's just George Matthew Johnson. Okay. All right, Matt. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. Bye. All right, guys, we're down to my last segment of my show, which is one of my favorites. But before I get into that, wasn't that conversation with Matt amazing? I had such a great time talking with you, Matt. You are so inspiring. And I I just loved our conversation. Thank you so much. I'm going to be over soon with (laughs) the champagne I promised to bring you. But let me go and let me shine a light on someone so special to me, another dynamic person in my family. So I'm going to shout out him, Chad Wanamaker, who is my big cousin. Chad Wanamaker is of Denver, Colorado, and he is an up-and-coming author. He prefers to pen in the genres of sci-fi, 
horror, and thriller. The ability to entertain those through his stories is important to him and really brings him joy, and he has been writing since he was a teenager. On the academic side, Chad graduated from the Virginia Commonwealth University and has a Master's of Clinical Psychology from Mercer University. All right, let me just put in my sidebar there, Chad. I laugh because... I'm coming down to my last semester of college, and I'm trying to get through this bachelor's degree. Give me some tips because we're going to talk about grad school later, all right? So in addition to him being a creative writer and an up-and-coming author, he also became a registered nurse. So when he isn't writing and being creative, he is out side during this pandemic on the front lines and saving people's lives so chad you actually are a hero in your own right when chad isn't being the great person that he is he just likes to relax and enjoy hobbies such as football martial arts and hiking you guys gotta stay tuned for his future works okay his future works include so many different things And Chad is such a creative being, so I know that his works are going to be amazing. So within my conversation with him that I had, he quoted, I'm going to quote what he said, I'm sorry. And he says, for me, writing is a mental release, plus I enjoy being able to entertain through stories. I love that. I love him being able to entertain people through his stories, and I can't wait to buy his book. So let me get into his book. The book title is... It's entitled The New World Series 1. You got that? I'm going to repeat it again. The New World Series 1. You guys can go look that up, and it's available for purchase on Amazon now. The book is a trilogy and has so much action, so you will be entertained. And if you can't find the book um, on Amazon, which you will, because I looked it up and I ordered my book already, you guys can order your books and it and it'll be sold everywhere else where books are sold online after January 22nd, 2021. This is amazing, Chad, okay? I ordered my book, so my book is coming in. And I know, let me put in another little sidebar. If you was in quarantine like I was and everybody else was, I had Amazon packages coming to my door, okay? So order your book now, have it delivered to your house, and get your read on. Whenever... I want to connect with Chad or whenever you want to connect with Chad, you can connect with him on Instagram and Facebook at Chad W Books. I'm going to say it again so y'all can get it down. Chad W Books. Go check him out now. Connect with him and support this amazing black man. I'm buying my book now, Chad. Love you. Okay, everyone. The time has come and I'll be leaving you again till next Sunday at 6 p.m. So make sure you're back. I hope you all enjoyed this amazing conversation with Matt and I. This week's episode was the start of my Black Excellence series of talks to very uplifting, informative, and amazing people. So please stay tuned for something very special, fun, and exciting for next week. But before I go, did y'all see my cousin, George Matthew Johnson, Twitter, Instagram certified, social media influencer, Someone who has been an inspiration that much that Beyonce, Beyonce, the Queen Bee, sent him a gift, a gift box full of her Ivy Park Black Pack collection. I mean, mic drop. I don't even got nothing else to say after that. You know what? I'm going to let that sit on your spirit. Matt, I'm coming with that champagne tomorrow.
Talks, baby. <laughs> 